You are listening to The Hats We Wear. I'm Beth Echefano. This is the podcast where guests talk about the hats they're wearing, the joys and struggles they encounter while wearing those hats, and the way they've navigated through and overcome those struggles. My hope is you'll be able to connect with their struggle and realize that you too can overcome. Thank you for listening. Hello and welcome back to the hats we wear. I'm Beth Ichefano, and today I am honored to have a new friend with me, someone I'm meeting for the first time, Kendra Crump, and she's going to talk about her the hats that she's wearing, the joys and struggles of those hats, and how she's overcome them. Thank you for joining me, Kendra. Thank you so much, Miss Beth, for having me. I appreciate it. I'm 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 honored. Like I'm so honored, and especially when you said this is a new podcast, so this is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So tell us about the hats that you're wearing right now. So hats that I'm currently wearing right now. I'm an author, okay, a comedian, trying to be a a child psychologist, you know, but I got to pass the statistics class. If anybody out there wants to take advanced (laughs) stats for me, please let me know. I promise I won't tell. I promise I won't tell. So (laughs) have you ever taken stats before? Oh, yeah. You're not going to have any any luck, you know, peddling any statistics from me, sister. Not going to have Okay. Got you. Got you. Well, hey, I tried. That's one person. Oh, my God. But no, that's that's it. So those are, and plus I want to, you know, um, uh, I'm a podcast, uh, you know, podcaster as well. So trying to have that radio and television role you know make it happen nationally syndicated like this podcast is gonna be because i know as soon as like it, it hits the ground running everybody's gonna want to like flood you're gonna be on joe rogan's podcast next he's gonna want to be on <laughs> yours now that? wait a minute so you i know you said you have been on a lot of podcasts but you also have your own yes ma'am i do people huh? i'm gonna tell you guys a little quick backstory how that happened so back in um july 2019 i actually started with uh one of my best guy friends lance um, and people said, Kendra, you are hilarious. You got a great, you know, strong, like radio voice presence and you need to really, uh, tell your story. Like you just, people told me from the beginning prior to that, they said, you need to have a camera follow you around for uh, a year straight. Cause you are hilarious and <laughs> you have so many great stories. So the podcast and just came, uh, from that. So I would just tell the, the, the ups and downs of like, okay, me trying out dating, you know, and I'm like, wow, this is a lot tougher than I thought. Like, man, television really makes it, spruces it up, make it seem like it's easier, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I talk about, you know, with with my journey uh, with uh, depression sometimes. Like, you know, it's like a dark humor uh, stuff. So, Mm -hmm. you know, with me, that's, you know, also what made me get into comedy as well because I try to, you know, laugh to keep from crying because, you know, laughter is the best medicine anyway. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, I love that. So tell me about the author hat. I'm interested in that. I love to read. So tell me about that hat. How did you, how did you, when did you start writing? What kind of books do you write? Tell me about it. So as far as with um, author, I started that actually unofficial, unpublished um, when I was in fifth grade. At the time, I had no business watching Jerry Springer. You know, that was my inspiration for writing my books. You know, I, just, <laughs> I actually wanted to go on Jerry and go get my Jerry beads. Okay. Rest oh, I love this. it. Anyway. <laughs> so, I, so I would take inspiration from my, um, I have a younger brother. Um, it's, we have a total of five. Uh, so the youngest one. And I would take inspiration from his classmates. He'll tell me a little bit about what would go on with uh his classmates so I'm sitting here just writing up just a bunch of you know made up really like ghetto type of hood type stuff right so I get older and I 
I like English. I always excelled in English and everything else like that. And so one of my favorite things was we would do like creative writing, um, like we'll have creative writing, like classes, courses and stuff like that mm-hmm. in middle school. Loved it. I would just be, get so excited to raise my hand to read my little short story. Right. Mm-hmm. So we get to high school. Um, and again, like I said, uh, I'm still trying to develop how can I actually get my book to be something where people are going to read it, right? You you want to have something where it can, um, the entire mass, You or you, of course you're not going to get everybody, right? But you want to be able to have like, uh, like the art of power, something where anyone can pick it up and be like, I learned something from this. Yeah. So we get to college um, and this is where like, I would say 2016, I said, okay, Kendra, we got to really get your book out there really running hidden on the ground because god gave you this vision he gave you the dream but you aren't actually doing anything with it it's like kind of like a slap to his face like you are greater than what you're what you what you got going on so i said okay 2016 god told me um how the story was gonna start how it's gonna end it's like having a burger you got he gave me the buns but i need the meat lettuce tomato cheese all of that type of yeah. stuff yeah so I went through three de- different editors um, and the third editor was another uh, long-term uh, long-time friend of mine, Brandon, who I've known since middle school, who actually is really excellent in um, writing as well. I said, hey, listen, I need your help with this. This is like, we're going into like 2019. So like I say, three years uh, bypass. He helps me finish up the book within a year. And now it's just sitting on my Google Doc shelf. And from there, I said, okay, God, how do I actually get this published? So I actually hooked up with a, uh, a actual fellow podcaster who's actually a good friend of mine now, Shakira. And she helped me get it out there published on Amazon. Nice. Um, but what I will say is anybody out there, I'm going to give you guys the best advice so you can actually have it in bookstores. Because of course, you know, this is like kind of a trial and error thing. Go to Ingram. I did it through Lulu. Ingram, if it's, I would do self-publishing. Now Mm -hmm. I say self-publishing so all the money can come back to you versus if you go through uh, a publishing company, you know, it's like 60, 40 or whatever the percentage is. I, you know, I feel like it's best if all the money comes back to you. Right. And then the only thing you got to do is just market yourself. So Ingram.com, Ingram Sparks, it actually will uh, distribute to bookstores. Like I said, my book is actually on Amazon. And so I have my second book I'm writing and the only thing about being an author is you really have to motivate and dedicate like yourself every single day. Um, and, and also I've learned, don't be in such a rush to have it complete. Cause I'm like, Oh, I just want to get it done. Now you get it done. It's nobody's going to really want to read it. You're right. Sorry. Right. So again, what I try to do is I try to just, you know, have that goal. Okay. What time am I going to start? You know, and I have a cat. So when my cat comes to my door meowing, that's what time we're going to start, you know? So that's kind of like my little motivator uh, for us. Nice. And then I take my breaks in between. What? So what's the name of your first book that's already published? So my book is called Diamond in the Rough. So like Diamond How it's spelled I-N-V and then Rough, R-O-U-G-H and by Kendra Crump. And yeah, it's on Amazon. So I have the paperback. I have the Kindle version. And I'm going to tell you guys um, any future um, writers, authors out there, Get an audible. Make sure you record your voice. Get if you have another a male voice or whatever, find somebody. And actually, I was uh, did hook up with somebody to help, but then we 
had went our separate ways. So I'm like, okay, now I need to like probably be like, you know, either change my voice, have a dark, dark a darker voice, a, a you know, deeper voice, or ask my brother, hey, can you like pretend to be the man in this book or so? Somebody, anything yeah. Yeah. And that's important. I know because I'm an avid reader and um, I've listened to audibles before, but it has to be the right voice. Otherwise, forget it. I have no interest in it. <laughs> so it's important. It's important to get the right voice. So is your second book a fiction book as well? Yes, it's going to be a fiction. My So this first book is a drama romance suspense, not based okay. on true story, guys, I promise. Uh, <laughs> and the second book is going to be fantasy Ooh. drama romance suspense that's right up my alley i don't have to check you out i love that kind that kind of book yeah i'm all for that that's that's amazing so talk to me about the child psychologist i like this idea are you do you want to work in schools are you looking to what are you looking to do with that and and how did you how did you trip and you've got a lot of things going a lot of different hats you've got the author the comedian and child psychologist those are very, very different hats. So talk to me about that one. Where did that come from? So yes, I, it was a toss up between clinical or, uh, or child. And I wanted to probably do clinical because I'm like, oh, you get paid more. But I'm like, well, you got to, if I, one thing that, that, you know, what I was talking about, like uh, with Shakira, who was a good friend of mine, she said, if you're trying to do clinical psychology, you got to love stats. And I'm like, ooh, well, let's try to go to child psychology, which of course was the first thing that came across um, in my mind anyway. So I love kids, man. Kids are hilarious. You know, they'll, t they'll keep it real with you. Yeah. You know, I love them until they start asking me for money. And I'm like, baby, I'm not even your mama. Like, <laughs> go home. <laughs> so, so anyway, um, so, childhood, so I've been, so I started off with babysitting. Okay. I started that like about like leaving high school, um, start off with that. And I just remember one thing I, I know is that I had like a lot of childhood trauma. Right. Mm -hmm. And we went to a therapist, you know, once, but I wasn't really wanting to be there. I'm like, what am I here for? You know, so of course it was only like a couple sessions and then that was it. Right. And I finally got back into therapy this year, you know, which was a long gap because, you know, that's like 20 years of, of trauma that I had to definitely run out and everything else like that. One yeah. thing I know is, you know, middle school, I'll start from middle school. A lot of, I don't know how you're experience with middle school was mine was not the best it was kids were mean that's when I first started getting bullied and all of that and and I know a lot of that type of stuff starts from home you know when you have those uh, the class clowns or so I feel like with those children there you know it's a it's a they're crying out they're probably not getting any type of you know there's probably something that they're not getting at home so they got to come to school and they got to act out and stuff like that you know oftentimes you know what they would call those uh, troublesome kids it's like they're not troubled there's something going on Why they're we troubled they're troubled yes. but what yes. you don't know about me is that I taught middle school science for 17 years so ah so you <laughs> you know how I know that child very very well yes and that's part of what I loved about it is connecting with those kids that were actually all of them because not only the ones that are troubled but the ones that are really quiet the ones that want to get those straight A's and freak out when they don't get the straight A's is yeah. like it, middle school's tough. So I hear you and there. Did you, did you retire um, from there as well? Or did you like, were you, you said 17 years, how long were you in education? 
I 17 um, years. I just I just stepped away to start my own business. Congratulations. Yeah. I'm yeah. Proud of you. Congratulations. Yeah, I'm a transformational coach and an educational consultant. So yeah, I uh just you the many hats that you wear. I'm trying to yeah. be like you. <laughs> yeah, so go ahead, keep going. So middle so, school was so, not yeah, so the like best said, as it always. Was, it was for me, I remember having a vision board. Uh first time I had a vision board, I was in college. And yeah. um, you know, I think I had like five different things on there at the time. And one of them, like I said, was child psychology. Like I said, it was just more so a lot of times are, you know, with a lot of the adults who aren't as nice as you would hope that they would be, you know, cause I'm like, oh, you're an adult. You should, you know, be grown up from that. At the, but Hey, some of them still have not grown up. And I'm like, you know, yeah. me working in customer service, I'm like, whoa, you know? So, so from there um, I said, you know, I feel like if you're able to go and root out the, that childhood trauma help, you're not going to get everybody, you know, but if you're able to at least help, yeah. uh say that that student you know I feel like one or two or three people this world will be a better place you know because it's like mm -hmm. each one teach one so that's that's it so what I'm actually doing is substitute teaching as well you okay. know so I'm definitely I'm gonna you know uh, I like I'm gonna definitely do like you know because it's gonna be my first year elementary school um start off with them and everything else like that my mama told me that's the best thing to do because she says Kendra you're a little impressionable you want to probably be the high schoolers friends or whatever no Kendra start with elementary so I'm listening <laughs> I'm, I'm following my mom's advice and everything else like that yeah you know and and actually that's perfect because if you want to work with kids you you're getting a foundation in where they're developing and what their development is like and then you'll understand if you work with middle school or you know older older children up to 18 you'll understand the foundation. So I think that's good advice that mama gave you. Um, and education's not easy. So um, yeah. And you know what, that's why I, I really, I really, and I believe that educators should get paid. Educators, policemen, firemen should get paid the same salary as an NFL player, because you all are not only the educators, but you're the parents as well. Mm -hmm. Right. Like you all really, you know, the times where you have to, did you, let me ask you, did you work in a uh, lower uh, class, middle or upper class, or was it all three combined? It was, no, I've not low. It was middle to upper. Okay. Middle to upper. Yeah. And I was, I was going to say like my, my, my mother is a, well, she's still, you know, she, she had uh, to take a break for a few years and stuff like that, but my mother and sister were both educators. A uh, sister still is an educator um, and they worked in and you know some of the roughest like lower income all of that type of stuff i'm actually i'm from atlanta so my mom had worked in atlanta public school system so anybody from atlanta or come out it's 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 a it's a whole different jungle right my sister works in the clayton county um education school systems and that is a jungle as well right so yeah. to me i i feel like that is that that is definitely something that you know uh goes unnoticed like i like i said and then on top of that with you know what's going on in the news like some a lot of these kids especially the older kids they like to some of them i've seen them fight the teachers and you know being disrespectful like especially with the phone thing like when you were educating y'all didn't have like the phone policy like they're, they're were there mm -hmm. yeah it, so, so. that's why you know what and everything happens for a reason i think you'll understand this um the my last year of teaching was so was just so horrible i felt like a new teacher the disrespect is off the charts. Mm -hmm. And it really pushed me to make the change. And I knew I, I my, in, my intuition is very strong. And I knew that I just needed to take, have the courage to step away. Yeah. Um, and I think that that year was meant to be as hard as it was so that it gave me the push 
um, to leave. And now I'm doing what I love to do. Um, Look at how God I didn't love it. I did. I loved it for the years that I loved it. If, if that makes sense. No, I loved no, it while I loved it, you know, and then I knew, I knew it was time to step away because it just wasn't serving me anymore. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't fair to the kids for me to be there if I wasn't all in. So that's it. Um, and, and I, and you know what I've had, some teachers I'm like you just here for a paycheck (laughs) and you don't you don't ever want those educators and then I've had a few teachers who I still remember to this day my I'm gonna say my third grade teacher Miss Lovelace Miss Lovelace oh what a great last name (laughs) yes yes she actually and she really her last name really lived up to who she was I actually a little fun fact so I um had a lot of I was in remedial classes since elementary school right and and I feel like I I feel like if you know the proper you know at home sometimes if you I know like about cognitive you know learning and all of that type of stuff I feel like I didn't even have to go to that but they're like oh well she's not excelling in this so just take her out of that and then of course my mom's going through a divorce so she's not as attentive you know to everything that um she wishes that she could have been, you know, as, as we know, we talked about it and everything else like that. So mm-hmm. her being a single parent, you know, of course it's, it's kind of like, it's, it's a lot of different stuff and hot hats she has to wear and try to overcome and everything. But yeah, I remember Miss Lovelace and I'm also a um, candidate for smaller classroom settings. If you have 50, 60 kids in a, in a classroom, it's, it's, you're going to have a few students that just are going to get lost, you know, and, and you're like, okay, why is this person not excelling? Well, you need that sometimes that one-on-one time and having like what, 50 minutes in the classroom to teach 50, 60 kids is that's not going to really help out as much. You know, there are actually schools that have 50 elementary, middle or high that have 50 kids in a class. I've, I've have actually been to like known of some schools like that, like 40, 50. I've had colleges, my college classes, my university classes. I remember having a lecture with a big lecture hall, but I can't imagine as a teacher having 40 kids. That's, and you wonder why kids fall between the cracks. There's no way one person can do that. There's just no way. Exactly. Um, It is. Yeah, it's, it's, it's it, like, it, yeah, that I, I just remember, I think it was like when I was in elementary, it was probably maybe 30 ish 35 kids in, in that one class but still like that yeah. is a lot and I'm you know so no way you know but like I said Miss Lovelace I would say was amazing my fourth grade teacher Miss Rosser who was also one who said you are hilarious like I hope you're gonna be a star one day and everything <laughs> I saw Miss Rosser it was so crazy was I saw her like maybe like 10 ish years later and when I was working at at the gym I'm like oh sir and everything so no it, like I said seeing those uh those educators it's it's it to me it's like wow it's it's great and everything else like that still seeing them I still haven't like I said seen Miss uh, I have not seen Miss Lovelace since elementary school but her mm-hmm. name is gonna always like be forever indebted in my head because like I said she was there I remember we had a multiplication um contest and I won and I still got Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer over here somewhere so uh-huh. like still I still got it <laughs> oh that's awesome oh I bet you should get in touch with find a way to get in touch with her she would yeah be, I'm gonna see if she's on Facebook and everything she would be thrilled like to know that she had such an impact on you I know I love when I hear kids you know saying good things about me and and that they you know had a good year or whatever so i would i encourage you to reach out to her but you know what i heard you say which is really important 
you were talking about how you were in, in classes, you, like remedial classes, because you needed some extra help. And you're an author now. So you know what I mean? It's what you go through, the challenges that you go through as a kid, those are just stepping stones and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, opportunities to learn and have no effect on, you know, what, what you can do with your future when you really want. So good for you. Good yeah. For you. you know what I, I can like, and thank you. I, I really can. I have a testimony, you know, and stuff like that. And, yeah. and even with the different things I've, you know, have, have been either diagnosed with or found out later on down the line about myself. I'm like, Hey, like, you can't tell me what God can't do. So that's it. That's, 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 that's my, that's my motto right there. So what are you looking to do with the, with your, um, education in child psychology? Are you looking to get into the schools Do you want to do, or do you have no idea? You're just, you know, getting the degree right now. You know what? I definitely would not mind. Um, once I get, like I said, get the PhD, I definitely would not mind getting into the school setting. Um, I would not uh, mind even having like my own going to the building, like having my own building and they come yeah. to me or something like that. Yeah. Either or wh- whichever way the path that God leads me, then that okay. that is fine with me. I actually like that. I like that you're leaving it like this is what I feel I need to do and it'll open up whatever path opens up will open up. And that's 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 amazing. So do you have any conflict between hats that you wear right now or? conflict no um I don't actually have I think the only conflict like nothing that's too uh serious or anything else like that but no I try to like if I do a comedy show I try to get out there maybe um not as much as I I like to but when I was doing it it was like on a weekly basis like once or twice out the week really um yes yes and then like I said going back to school you know I think that's just the only conflict trying to get um you know my degree that Mm -hmm. that's I would say is the the more of the conflict and everything else like that because it's like okay if I'm in school I can't really focus on my book like I want to you know because I'm studying yeah. everything else like that so on you know also me being in school I can't focus on doing a comedy show you know stuff like that so so yeah okay so it's just finding the balance between all right what's the most what's taking priority right figuring out your priorities what's taking nice. yeah what's what's yeah definitely what's taking the priority and I, like I said I after having to be out of school for a couple years because I just was not applying myself I was just being lazy and I'm working I'm like okay that's a little kind of a little bit of a setback because okay that was two years I could have already been in my master's program at that point right but I tried not to beat myself up like the whole shoulda woulda couldas and everything yeah. you can't you're not gonna move forward if you have that you know thought process of like oh my gosh like why did I not do well with this you know just hey just use it and, and, and be able to be an example to somebody else and explain to them and stuff and maybe you needed that time to figure stuff out and you don't even realize that you needed it you know That's everything it. happens That's as it. it's supposed to you're exactly where you're meant to be when you're there that's it. Absolutely. That's correct. So if anyone's looking to, I know I have your name in your book and I'll put all this information in the um, notes as well in the show notes, but is there any other way that people can get in, like, where can they see you? Do you have like a Facebook page or someplace where you list where you're going to be, where comedy shows are, or is there any way you want to- My social media yep. handles, most definitely. So um, my, um, we'll do Facebook. So my Facebook is, uh, Ken free spirit. So K is in King E is an echo and is a Nancy free spirit, one word. Um, and you know, just, you'll get your daily dose of just tomfoolery on there. So, Hey, be prepared, you know? <laughs> um, and then I post, like I say, my, um, 
uh, little comedic uh, skits on there as well. My Instagram handle is the Kendra Crump Show. So it's the is in the K Y N D R A C R U M as a Mary P's and Paul Show S H O W one word. So the Kendra Crump Show, and yeah, that's that's where all of my main content is, you know, stuff like that. So so yeah, that's uh that's it, you know, that's where it's at. And then of course my book is on Amazon, and that's it with that. Is there any hat that you're looking to put on in the future that you can see right now? Or are you pretty good with where you are right now? Is there anything yeah. like, wow, I kind of want to try that. I thought, you know what? I love animals as well. So I want to be a farmer, but I'm like, you got to really wake up at the crack of dawn. So, <laughs> you know, that that's just, <laughs> I, you know, I want to actually have my own, you know, like maybe like have a ranch and just be a farmer and go milk a cow like you know I don't know if any if, you know what that feels like to like touch and an, I think an udder? Udder? Uh, yes, yeah it's such an udder <laughs> milk yeah. and everything you know and stuff like that and I kept wondering to myself I'm like the first person to milk a cow like they were doing some really weird stuff to that cow how do you know that's what they were supposed to do like I can just only imagine right <laughs> like so, whoa yeah, it's coming out of there <laughs> yeah exactly so I thought about like I say the whole being a farmer maybe like having 30 or 40 animals and stuff and have a nice little team with me you know stuff like that hey and you know what you know what just dawned on me if you're a child psychologist you can have like a ranch and it could be like a therapy it could be like therapy. Animals. Come on now, Miss Beth. I'm going to have to take you with me. I'm going to definitely <laughs> have to take you because you are honestly, you are honestly amazing. <laughs> you can take You're me amazing. with you. I, I, I could be the transformational coach and you can, you can be the child psychologist. We'll have the therapy animals. You'll be all set. You know what? Give me about five years. I think you'll hit the lottery before I will, but if we okay. hit it at the same time, <laughs> you make it happen. All right. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for for joining me today, Kendra. It was so nice meeting you. Thank you so much as well. And to the listeners, thanks for joining us today. And I'll see you next time on the, the hats we wear.